Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining my broadcast today. I appreciate you watching. I'm Jerry Savelle, and I want to teach you how you can be an overcomer in every area of your life. You know, the Bible says that this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. God has designed for you to be a winner in every area of your life. Not a loser, not a quitter, not someone who starts out with a big bang, but only ends up, you know, giving up and losing out. No, that's not God's plan for your life. God wants you to be a winner in every area of your life. Now, let me read to you from 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7. These are the words of a winner. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. That's the words of the Apostle Paul, one of the greatest men of faith who ever lived. Notice once again, he said, I fought a good fight. I finished my course and I have kept the faith. That's the testimony that you want to have. And that's the testimony you can have if you'll make the decision that quitting is no longer an option in your life. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Making the decision that quit is no longer an option. Quitting is not an option in my life and it shouldn't be an option in your life either. I'm going to take you back into the Southwest Believers Convention where I was preaching this message and I believe as you watch the anointing of God that was in that service is going to come right through your television set, right through your computer, iPad, whatever it is that you're watching this broadcast on, and it's going to touch your life in a very powerful way. Powerful way. Let me encourage you, if at all possible, take notes, write down the scriptures, and then later study them on your own. Get the Word deep down on the inside of you. Let the Word become deeply rooted in you, because the Word of God has the ability to make a winner out of you in every area of your life. So watch now, and then I'll be back in just a few moments with some closing remarks. Praise God. All the fight's not out of me yet. Amen. Say with me, quitting is unacceptable. Quitting is unacceptable. Uh, I, the first professional football team I ever saw play on television, with my dad and I watching our first professional football game on our television, you remember those televisions? They were this big, but the screen was round and about like this. And you had to wait a long time for it to get a picture. Black and white, you know. I remember going to school one day and this boy said, my daddy bought us a colored TV. I said, you liar, that doesn't exist. <laughs> I, I thought he lied, Jesse. I never seen a colored television. He said, come home with me today and I'll show you. I went home with him and he turned that television set on and, you know, all them colors come on. I was amazed. I went home and said, Daddy, we need a color television set. <laughs> we never got one when I was a kid, but I had a hard time believing that they were in color now, you know. And uh, my dad and I were watching the Green Bay Packers. Vince Lombardi was the coach, you know, and and Bart Starr was the quarterback. Jim Taylor, you know. Man, they were a dynasty in those days. And uh, later on, you know, I, I had the privilege of, of meeting Bart Starr. And uh, uh, I, I told him, man, the Ice Bowl. You know, they played the Dallas Cowboys in Green Bay in ice. 
And he did that quarterback sneak right at the end of the game and won the game. And uh, he was very happy to talk about that with me. <laughs> Amen. Vince Lombardi used to say, winners never quit and quitters never win. Winners never quit and quitters never win. How many of you want to win? Then look at your neighbor and say, don't quit. <clears throat> say, quitting is unacceptable. Can you say amen? amen? Now, I want you to go to uh, John chapter 8. John chapter 8. And let's look at verse 31 and 32. <clears throat> then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if... Boy, that word if keeps coming up. If condition, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now what happens if you don't continue in the word? You think freedom will come anyway? God is not going to violate his own word. We're instructed to be doers of the word. By the way, that's New Testament. Doers of the word. And here he says, if you continue in my word, you will be my disciples indeed. And you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. And the Lord said to me way back there in 1969, it's one of the first scripture I ever read. He said, you need to develop the habit of continuing. He said, you've been a good starter all your life, but you've never been a good finisher. And he said, if you're ever going to experience my best, if you're ever going to, to be the man I want you to be, the minister I want you to be, the husband, the father I want you to be, then you're going to have to develop the habit of continuing. Amen. Amen. Continuing. I'm pleased to say that my wife and I just celebrated 51 years of marriage. Hallelujah. Amen. Stand up, Carolyn. And look at this lady I've been married to for 51 years. Amen. Praise God. Uh, she likes the revelation I got about continue. Amen. Continue. And so notice he says, if you continue then you'll be my disciple. What is a disciple? A disciple is not just someone who says they're a Christian. It really comes from the word discipline. It's a disciplined one. Does Jesus require discipline? You know, you remember the time when he was getting ready to be crucified and he asked the disciples to pray. They, and to, he, he wanted them to pray. And when he came back, he found them asleep. Huh. He asked them to pray, and when he came back, they had fallen asleep. No wonder he made statements like, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do the things I say? Sounds like to me, Christianity requires discipline. 
discipline. And that is a word that most Christians don't like. When, when I teach on discipline, uh, I, I get, I get uh, you know, kind of sour looks. And, uh, you know, they don't always shout amen. <laughs> to most Christians, discipline is bondage, bondage. We've been delivered from bondage. Uh, I tell you what, you don't practice discipline for all this coming year. Come back next year, and I'm going to ask you, how's that working for you? How, how, what kind of results are you having? Huh? Discipline. Faithfulness. I have a problem with statements like, we don't have to be faithful anymore. We just need faith in the faithfulness of God. I'm not trying to be in disharmony or confusion. But if I read my Bible correctly, Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I kept the faith. And other translations say, and I have remained faithful. Seemed like to me, the Apostle Paul, even himself, demanded faithfulness out of himself. Can you say amen? amen? Let me ask the question. If all I have to have is faith in God's faithfulness, how long do I have to have it? Wouldn't the correct answer would be for the rest of your life? Oh, then we're talking about faithfulness again. Faith in his faithfulness for the rest of my life. It sounds like being faithful. Amen. Folks, there is no easy way to victory. Victory comes with a cost. Victory comes with a price. Grace got me in, hallelujah. Grace forgave all my sins. But Jesus didn't do all my fighting for me. He requires me to fight the good fight of faith. Amen? Requires me to fight the good fight of faith. Let me just give you some scriptures about Continuing? It's remarkable how many scriptures you'll find in the Bible talking about continue. Continue. Creating the habit of continuing. John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. If you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed. You shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Everybody shout, continue. continue. Here's what continue means. It implies to persevere. It means to be steadfast, to be constant in any course of action. Persevere, be steadfast, be constant in any course of action. It also implies, and I thought this was very interesting, it also implies to do this indefinitely. Indefinitely. Introducing a new covenant did not give me the privilege to not continue. 
in the things of God. Indefinitely. You could say that it's the very opposite of quitting. Continue. Quit. Quit or continue. You got two choices. Quit or continue. And if you're going to continue, it's indefinitely. Quitting implies that you are no longer willing to carry on. It means to resign. It means to relinquish. Or it means to abandon a certain course of action. God never intended for you to be a quitter. So you could say that we actually only have two choices, either quit or continue. And I'm, I'm going to be bold to say quitting will not get you God's best. Thank you for your enthusiasm. <laughs> Jesus said, if you continue, this is a true disciple. It's not just a name for people who say I'm a Christian. It's a, it's a disciplined one. It refers to someone who not only listens to what Jesus says, but also strictly adheres to what he says. Amen. That's a disciple. This is why Jesus said, once again, Luke 6, 46, why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? James refers to this as being a doer of the word. James 1, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. If you're not doing the word, then he says you're deceiving yourself. Now, I'm not talking about performance. I'm not talking about trying to get me in right standing with God. I already have that. He who knew no sin was made to be sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God. I'm already, I already have right standing with God. I'm not doing anything trying to win his approval. I already have his approval, but he did tell me to be a doer of his word. Hallelujah. And if I'm not a doer of the word, I'm deceived. He goes on to say that the doer in verse 25 will be blessed in his deed. How many of you want to be blessed in your deed? The Amplified says, actively and continually obeying God's precepts. I can use the Amplified too. How many of you want to continually live blessed? Then be a doer of the word. And the implication is, don't ever stop being a doer of the word. This is what I call developing the habit of continuing. Now, listen to these scriptures regarding continuing. Acts 1, 14. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. Acts 2, 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Acts 14, 22, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. Colossians 1, 23, if ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. 
Colossians 4, 2, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. 2 Timothy 3, 4, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of. Folks, what I've learned over the last 48 years, I've continued in it. I've been assured of it and it's still working for me. Hallelujah. I believe I'll just stick with it. Hebrews 13, 1, let brotherly love continue. James 1, 25, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein. Sounds like to me that the act of continuing plays a vital role in how much of God's best I will experience in my life. Can you say amen? amen? Say it with me. Quitting is unacceptable. What is faithfulness? It's firm in adherence to the truth. Being firm in your adherence to the truth. It's true fidelity. Now, if I was to ask my wife, sweetheart, um, I don't have to be faithful anymore. Would you think she would just jump on that and accept it right away? Well, if Carolyn requires me to be faithful, why wouldn't God? As Gomer Powell would say, that's a poser. If, if my wife requires me to be faithful, which I don't have any problem with it, I love being faithful. I love being faithful to my wife. I love being faithful to my children. I love being faithful to my friends. I love being faithful to God. I love being faithful to my Savior. I love being faithful to my calling. Hallelujah. Never had a scandal in my ministry. I, 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 I've traveled all over the world. My wife is not always with me. But every time I come home, I count it a joy to look her straight in the eye and say, sweetheart, I have been faithful. And she trusts me because she knows I'm faithful. I'm faithful to the guy I buy cars from. I've been buying cars from him for 25 years. I told him as long as you keep your word and you, you honor your contract, of, of, you know, your warranty, I'm going to be a customer for life. When he decided to retire, he called me. He said, I'm going to retire. And he said, salesmen are lined up here wanting your business because you're faithful. I'm faithful to my staff. I'm faithful to, to uh, uh, Brother Copeland, my, my spiritual father. You know, he treats me as his equal, but he'll always be my dad. I was faithful to Oral Roberts. He's my spiritual grandfather. I've served him for over 25 years. I, I just like being faithful. A faithful man shall abound with blessings. Hallelujah. Faithful, once again, is firm in adherence to the truth. It's true fidelity. Praise God. Loyal. 
And the apostle Paul made this statement in 1 Corinthians 4, verses 1 and 2. It is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. <clears throat> it's required in stewards. Stewards in the Amplified says, trustees of the mysteries. I'm a trustee of the mysteries of God. You're a trustee of the mysteries. A trustee of the mysteries. Uh, we don't have to be faithful no more. It is required that a trustee of the mysteries of God. Well, why would God require me to be faithful and not you? That makes him a respecter of persons. There are no easy ways to victory. If there was, everybody would be living in victory. It's required that we be faithful. And how long do I need to be faithful? For the rest of my life. Revelation chapter 2 says, Be thou faithful unto death. Go ahead and stand if you'd like. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Father. We rejoice in your goodness. We give you praise. We thank you. You're a loving God, a faithful God. A God that can be depended upon. Hallelujah. You know, I, I learned a long time ago, when you're under the greatest pressure to quit, that's always an indication Satan just fired his best shot. And if you won't give in, he's finished. Your victory is on its way. And he say amen. If you've been under the greatest pressure recently to quit, and I want to pray over you and believe God with you for supernatural ability to stand your ground and refuse to give up, praise God. Just, just come on up here. Just, just let them just all gather up together there. Praise God. Well, there's two of us up here on the platform. There's a bunch out in the audience. Looks like to me, God has stacked the deck. You're going to win. You're not going to quit. You're going to win. Hallelujah. You're not going to give in. You're going to win. Can you say amen? Are you facing a challenge in life? Do you need encouragement or help getting back on your feet? In the inspiring three-CD teaching, Master Life's Challenges Instead of Them Mastering You, Jerry Savelle does just that. As he discusses the reality of distractions and discouragement, you will be motivated to get back on your feet, have courage, fulfill your assignment, realize you're not alone, obey God, and more. 
you should be experiencing God's best in every area of your life. In the timely book, Going for the Gold, Jerry Savelle shares God's expectations for the church and his plan for you to experience his best. Going for the Gold is a journey of self-discovery where you will learn how to take inventory of your life, stay focused, develop discipline, and so much more. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request the powerful combo, Master Life's Challenges Instead of Them Mastering You and Going for the Gold. Don't settle for second best. Make the decision to start experiencing God's best in your life today. I love testimonies. I love hearing how God is moving in people's lives, and I love people taking the time to write to us and let us know that this ministry is a part of the reason why they've got a testimony. So I want to encourage you, if you haven't written to us before and sharing with us how that God is blessing your life through this ministry, through this broadcast, please take the time to do so. Here's a couple of other testimonies we received. One is from Mark. One of your prayer partners called me right on time. I believe it came in a supernatural way because I was about to leave a dealership. Right after the prayer, the people at the dealership ran out to talk to me, and I ended up going home with a brand new vehicle. Praise the Lord. I'm grateful for your ministry and for your powerful prayer warriors. Mark, we rejoice with you. And listen, if you have prayer requests, please take advantage of this opportunity to allow our prayer department to join with you and believe God with you for the miracle that you are believing for. These people know how to pray and they'll encourage you to stand on the Word of God until you have your breakthrough. And then here's one I thought was really exciting. It's, uh, it's about a young boy, and his mother's writing to us, and it says, We went to an amusement park, and my son wanted an ice cream cone. Even though we ordered a regular cone, the vendor made cones twice the size of the normal ones. The cones were breaking. They were so full of ice cream. The man serving us said he didn't know why he made them that full, but we know it was the favor of God. Now, don't you wish that when you were a little boy at the amusement park getting an ice cream cone and you got one a whole lot bigger than what you had ordered, and your mother says that was the favor of God. Don't you wish you had been taught the favor of God when you were a young person? Well, it's not too late to learn. God's favor is on the righteous. And if you've been born again, praise God, you're one of the righteous, and the favor of God is available to you. Learn how to tap into it. That's what this ministry is known for, the favor of God. We have all kinds of resources talking about the favor of God. Go to our website and look it up, and I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed when you learn how to walk in God's favor. Let me remind you our special resource uh, offered today, Mastering Life's Challenges. Master Life's Challenges. Don't let them master you. You don't have to be under the circumstances. You can control the circumstances. Three CDs, powerful teaching that I know will inspire your faith. Right along with it, Going for the Gold, a book I wrote some time back that talks about how to believe God for His best in your life and learning how to walk in your integrity, learning how to walk in your authority, and learning how to walk in the blessing. It's an exciting book, and I believe it will help you grow in the Lord. Don't forget to join us on social media. 
We have all kinds of tools that are available to you so that we can stay connected. So take advantage of that. Go to our website and look them all up. And please join me again next week as we continue talking about Don't Quit. This is an important message. Don't quit. I'll see you next week. And until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world.